Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. I promise I'm getting to sports here. But I would like to mention that this turned into a poll question. I, I needed to put this in as a poll question. So if you go to my Twitter page, at ESPN Greeny, and I will leave it open just for this hour, and we'll see where it lands. Which of these would you most like to have named in your honor? An airport? A restaurant dish? A mountain? Or a rest area? If you're just joining us, this stemming from Dave Rothenberg saying he wants to have a rest area, literally a place that people pull off the highway to pee, named in his honor on the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> Uh, I, and, and I can tell you, I, I like restaurant dish. I like having a dish. My, one of my, my favorite restaurant in, mm-hmm. in, in Westport, Connecticut, where our kids were raised, where I've lived 20 years, mm-hmm. is called Pana e Bene, and they named a dish after me. It is called Tono alla Grini, because I order <laughs> It's tuna. It's Italian tuna. It's named in my honor. It's delicious. I love it. I'm proud of it. It's an app. It's an appetizer. Is it a popular dish on the menu? Do you know? I, I really don't know. Okay. You'd have to ask Angelo. I'd, uh, I'd, I'm not keeping track of it. I have no pressure in it. I, I hope people like it, but whatever. When I go there, I don't even have to ask for it. They just bring it to me because it's got my name on it. The point of it is having an airport named after you or a restaurant dish or a mountain. Then we thought about an ocean, and it turns out mm. the Atlantic Ocean is named for Atlas, who was a titan in Greek mythology for whom modern atlases are also named. Pretty good. Pretty good. Atlas is a pretty big deal. Like in the, in the big picture, I think Atlas is about as big a deal as it gets. If, <laughs> if you have the Atlantic Ocean and Atlases named after you, that's pretty good. So we'll come back to this but because we're stupid that way, but we really need to get to the sports. Um, and I told you there's something that I think is on the verge of happening, and this is a very big week in it. This is the week something's going to have to happen with Aaron Rodgers if it's going to happen. Training camp for the Packers opens a week from tomorrow. Shefty came on TV with me last week and said, in no uncertain terms, if they're, he's not showing up unless they do something with his contract. If they're going to do something with his contract that is to his satisfaction, why wouldn't it happen this week? There's no obvious reason if you're Aaron Rodgers and you do decide you're going to play there this season, you might as well get there as soon as possible. You might as well maximize your chance of winning a championship because nothing could be A-level petty more than winning the Super Bowl and then leaving on your own. And I could see him doing it. I could see them winning, and I could see him then leaving. So I believe there's a real chance something like that gets done this week, which would set up two interesting scenarios. The first of them is a really weird farewell tour. Like, if you're a fan of that team, the Green Bay Packers have some of the best, most loyal, and most long-standing fans, a sort of different fan base than almost any place else because so many of them have an actual ownership in the team. And I have a lot of respect for Packer fans. But I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. If you have this legendary player and he has made it clear that he wants out of the franchise so badly that he has redone his contract, it's sort of like he's left already, but he's still playing. What are your emotions that season? Like, how do you feel about that? Do you root for him differently? You still, if, As long as he's on the team, you still want him to win. If he just left, like Brady did and others, then okay, you cheer him when he comes back. But this is that kind of betwixt and between. It would be a very unusual circumstance. I think it would probably be weird for him, be weird for the organization, be weird for everybody. In Brady's last year, we had speculation 
But this could really be the first time that we know for certain a great player is in his last year with a team. That's the kind of thing that happens in basketball. And in basketball, the fans turn on those guys. Carmelo Anthony in Denver, Dwight Howard in Orlando, all those kind of places. We didn't know about LeBron in Cleveland the first time, and that's why the fans didn't turn on him until he left, took everybody by surprise. Rodgers is telegraphing this for you. He's telling you ahead of time. Oh, I'm out of here, guys. So I think it'll be fascinating to see how the fans deal with that through a season. It also brings up the fascinating question, if you're Rodgers, the reason you want to be able to leave of your own accord is because you want to go the Tom Brady route all the way. And let me explain. Tom Brady signed with Tampa. Tampa didn't have to trade anything to get Tom Brady. Tampa didn't have to mortgage its future. They didn't have to trade away any assets. They didn't have to trade away any good pieces. He got to choose a team intact. If you're Rodgers, you want that. If you're Rodgers and you're under contract, if the Denver Broncos are going to trade for you right now, they're going to have to trade away everything they have of value, and you're going to a team that has been decimated by the acquisition of you. Tom Brady didn't have to do that. Free agents don't have to do that. The Indianapolis Colts afforded Peyton Manning the ability not to have to do that. Out of respect for him, based upon the drafting of Andrew Luck, they made him a free agent. They let him go. They released him. He got to sign with the Broncos intact. The Indianapolis Colts didn't say, oh, you want Peyton Manning? We'll take Von Miller. They don't win a Super Bowl without Von Miller. So that's what Rodgers wants. If you're the Packers, let's consider that. Would you rather have one more year of him and then let him go wherever he wants to go and get nothing in return? Or would you rather kind of hold your nose and trade him now and get a ton in return and maybe more importantly, you choose where he goes? Because the first place I thought of, if I'm Rodgers and I'm an unrestricted free agent next year, If things in New Orleans don't go great with Jameis Winston this year, if he throws 20-something interceptions again, can you imagine Rodgers on that team next year? Can you imagine Rodgers with Sean Payton as your coach and Michael Thomas and, and Alvin Kamara and that defense in a dome where every quarterback wants to finish his career and all that kind of stuff? In a division that at some point reasonably soon we assume Tom Brady is going to vacate? That feels like the place I'm looking to go. If you're the Packers, do you want Aaron Rodgers in your conference? Kicking your behind in the playoffs? Imagine you sneak in with Jordan Love, and here comes Aaron Rodgers. He beats you by 50 in a dome where he can run up the score? I don't know. If you're the Packers and you are resolved wrong, you are resigned to losing him, he's talking about wanting to do things on his terms. Well, that's kind of a two-way street, isn't it? If you're the Packers, you want this to end on your terms. Now, again, they don't have to do anything. They could sit back and do nothing and just let him sit. He's under contract. If he doesn't want to play, he doesn't have to. If he wants to retire, he can. If you're the Packers front office, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers retire or go play in New Orleans? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like what, what you're sacrificing for one more season of him now That's a tough one to choose because that one more season is a Super Bowl caliber season. 
I don't think it's overstating it to say the Packers are a Super Bowl favorite, not the favorite, but a Super Bowl favorite, a, a, a major Super Bowl contender with Aaron Rodgers. And without him, they are not. I think that's a safe, I don't even think that's an opinion, right? That's just a statement of fact. So how much is that one season worth if you're the Packers? They have all the options here. Rodgers cannot demand anything. I guess he can demand whatever he wants, but he can't dictate anything. The only option he really has that they cannot control is his own retirement. And even that may not be the worst of all the options for the Packers. By the way, they get a ton of money back if that happens. So this situation is fascinating. Fascinating. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I do know it's going to start to play out really soon. Training camp opens a week from tomorrow for the Packers. So the Shefties and the Grazianos and everybody of the world are going to be working like crazy this week, trying to find out if there is a conversation between the Packers front office and Rodgers and his people to figure out if there is some contractual method that they can use to entice him to come in. And the point I'm trying to make is that is probably the best thing for the Packers. But if it really does mean allowing him to become an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, they may really regret that. They may really regret that. Because right now it feels like he wants to go to Denver. If you're the Packers, would you rather trade him to Denver or let him walk to New Orleans? This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Speaking of that, if you're going to be petty, be totally unapologetic for it. I have another example from the world of sports. This is not Rogers related of someone who is not only willing to be petty, but willing to be totally unapologetic for it. And candidly, I love it. I have a feeling a lot of people won't. You'll hear what it is right after this. My name is Greeny and this is ESPN radio. It's the biggest season ever. Julio Jones, who's now in the Tennessee Titans. I think he gets a rebirth and a new offense in Tennessee. Man, Julio, top five receiver, went healthy, no, no question about it. The countdown to the NFL season continues. Tomorrow, starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny. 
the podcast. I'm Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Your calls are coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll set the table for that. Don't call now. I don't want you to sit on hold too long. We'll get to it. And I will give you an example of unapologetically petty that I really like in a moment. But I want to share, it's a quick discussion that Hembo and I were having during the break here because it's an interesting one. We were just glancing down at the monitor and they were showing some highlights from Giannis in these finals. And he has obviously the two signature plays, the two plays that kind of feel like they could live on as legendary, assuming they win. I guess even if they don't win, no, they have to win Mm -hmm. the block from game Three? The block was game four, four, and then the alley-oop from game five. Mm -hmm. And ask aloud the question you just asked me. Well, it seems to me that this this guy has had now two of the most impactful plays in high-leverage moments uh, that you could possibly have in the NBA Finals. And I was thinking aloud, how many players can we say that about? Like, either of these moments, if that's all he had in his entire career uh, in the NBA Finals, we'd remember that one moment. That's on the Hall of Fame reel. That's on the list, that, you know, that's on the Sports Center top 10, right? If you do all time greatest finals plays. Right. He had two in consecutive games in the same series. It strikes me as a pretty extraordinary thing. Right. And, and so I started thinking through, I, my mind always goes to Michael Jordan. So I started thinking it through. And Jordan, look, he's a unique uh, animal. He, he, you could probably come up with 10 of them. For him, I'm right. just kidding me. You had two of them in the span of about 30 seconds in game six of 98 <laughs> in Salt Lake City when he steals the ball from Malone and then makes the shot with his hand hanging in the air. But maybe that actually makes your point that it's only the legends. Like Magic Johnson would have that. Magic Johnson has the hook shot. Jumping center. You know, and, and ju- jumping shot. center mm-hmm. and then the hook shot that won. Those are not the same finals. Right. Um, but they are both him. And you could come up with those kinds of moments for Kareem and Magic and Bird and the greatest players of all time. But that actually illustrates your point, that Giannis has kind of played his way into that, which got me to thinking this. What do you think of this, Nuno? When we sit and we count players' MVPs, I think finals MVPs should count more than regular season MVPs. Because being the best player on this stage is so significant. Like, to me, Giannis, if they win tomorrow night, he's going to be the MVP of the finals. And I think when we start considering his historical legacy, I think that that should, will count for more than both of his regular season MVPs combined. What do you think, Nuno? I mean, it's why Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. He has two Super Bowl MVPs. I think that's right. I mean, it's, it's being at its biggest in the biggest moments. Michael Jordan was the MVP of the finals six times. Six times. It's not just that he won six championships, but he was the MVP of the finals six times. So that, that's, you know, that's pretty good. Does it take away, is it all diminished by the fact that Andre Iguodala has won it and Cedric Maxwell has won it? Because you can't, neither of those players would ever come close to winning a regular season MVP, right? Right. So is the award diminished because you essentially just got hot in a seven-game series, and won the award. Yes, I guess it is. In some so now sense, you're making me rethink the other side of this debate. It's harder to be great for 82 than it is for seven, but obviously those seven matter way more than those 82. Mm, it's, it's such an interesting way of looking at it. I, I guess you have to do it on a case-by-case basis. I guess my point is, when we sit and we talk about how, MV, how many of the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was just on my favorite TV show, Dave. Do you watch the show, Dave? Mm-mm. Oh, good. it's very good. Um, it's on Hulu. It's, it's, the, the, it's Lil Dicky, the rapper. He's, it's a terrific show. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on there. And in the conversation, he says to him, how many MVPs did you win? And he goes, six. And he kind of smiles at him. But I think that the finals MVPs in that regard 
are they more meaningful? Well, I don't know. I didn't mean to get sidetracked into this. And that. But one way or another, your point was a good one, that Giannis, for all that we might want to take away from whatever it is that he's accomplished in these finals, and that he you know, wound up playing Atlanta in the conference final, and that he played the Nets when they were decimated by injury, and he didn't wind up having to face LeBron or Kawhi or all these other guys, he has had signature moments mm. in these finals that are going to last a long time. All right, some things have been low on our to-do list, but life insurance can no longer be one of them. If you're like me with a wife and kids, you need to protect them. You need Select Quote. Select Quote has been helping families for over 35 years. Get your free quote at SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. The Scoop. All right, if you're going to be petty, just be unapologetic about it. I liked this. I'm guessing a lot of people did not. So every once in a while, we've all seen it on Twitter. They'll put up one of those questions. Tweet something that tells everyone how old you are without saying how old you are. Tweet something that tells everyone who your favorite team is without saying what your favorite team is. You know those? It's creative. Mm -hmm. I like those. I enjoy those. I enjoy reading those. So they put the question up there. Tweet something that will tell you who your rival is without telling us who your rival is. Shelly Meyer, who was Urban Meyer's wife, quote tweeted that and wrote 7-0, and which for anyone who's not aware <laughs> was her husband's record against Michigan. And I thought to myself, a lot of people won't like that. I like it a lot. Hembo, you like it or don't like it? I like it. it. Nuno, like it or don't like it? Love it. Bubba, like it or don't like it? Like it. Okay. Uh, any detractors? Devin, like it or don't like it? I like it. Okay. So okay. we all like it. However, I did have to bring up one other thing about Urban. This came up last week. Jimmy Johnson was on a Zoom call leading up to his Pro Football Hall of Fame induction, and he was talking about Urban Meyer because Jimmy Johnson is the guy who most successfully made the transition from college to pros. And so he was talking about Urban Meyer navigating that, and he said, quote, he's a little frustrated right now because he spent so little time with the players. He's accustomed to being around the players all the time. I should mention the Jaguars were fined $200,000 by the NFL earlier this month for violating no-contact rules during off-season practices. Which makes me think about this. Do you think Urban asked any questions when he got this job? Like, you know, we've all had job interviews. Bubba, you've had this experience where you're in a job interview and it's a job you really want. And so they ask a bunch of questions of you and then... There is inevitably that moment where the person you're interviewing with says, so, is there anything you would like to ask of me? And you want the job so badly you don't ask any questions? Do you think that happened here with Urban? Like, do you think he didn't ask? Like, are there different rules in the NFL that of which I am not aware that might be an impediment to my enjoyment and or ability of winning on this level? Is it possible he didn't ask those questions? I mean, based on how things are going, I think you might have left out a few questions. Yeah. Like, am I allowed to just hire anyone I want with no scrutiny and no one saying or doing anything about it? Am I allowed to see the players as often as I want to, whenever I want to, with no one to say or do anything about it? Like, do you think that—I mean, I'm mostly joking, obviously, because I know Urban a little, and I know him to be an incredibly smart guy. And I I do not for one minute believe he did not think this thing through, which is why I am a little perplexed, I must say— by how bumpy this thing has been to begin. Now, we will forget about this immediately after week one. They will play one game with him as the head coach in the NFL, and after that it will not matter one bit 
whether he made this mistake or that mistake or whatever it is he said or didn't know leading up. And he will be judged exclusively by how they win or don't win. And I think he's going to be fine because, again, I think he's super smart. How good is fine? How good, how good are they going to be? Well, I think it's a question of how long he's in it for because he's got the right building block in the quarterback, and it takes a little time to build a winner in the NFL. I think he's an outstanding coach, but how quickly can you do that? Because I don't think Urban is a long-term guy at this point in his life. So I think that they will get much better. They were the worst team in the NFL last year. But will he win a Super Bowl there? If I had to bet on it, I would bet no. Because I would bet he doesn't coach there more than four years. Hmm. That's my prediction. Four years. That would be my over-under. Will he make the playoffs? Yes. I'd say in four years he'll make the playoffs. Okay. Urban Meyer's an excellent coach. I mean, an unbelievably good coach. He's won at a record pace everywhere he's been. Now, at the end of the day, football is football. And he's got a great quarterback to build around. And he's just, an, he's just a smart guy. So I, I'm not in any way forecasting failure for Urban Meyer. But I do just think it is kind of odd how strangely <laughs> yeah. this thing has gone. All right, right now it is time for you. We have uh, spent a lot of time talking today and not enough time listening to you. My number is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want your hot takes coming off a huge weekend. All the basketball, baseball thoughts you may have, NFL training camps, Naming after a rest stop. Anything you want to talk about, your, our phone number is 888-729-3776. And we'll get to your calls after this word from Rumble On. Do you have a motorcycle, ATV, or even a truck that's sitting in your garage you've been waiting to sell? With RumbleOn.com, you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, even if you're just looking to trade in. Rumble On will pay cash no matter what the make or model. See what Rumble On can do for you by visiting rumbleon.com. Fast bikes, faster cash. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. I'm Greeny, coming to you live, as always, from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, and we are coming to your phone calls in exactly 30 seconds, coming off a really busy weekend. Let you chime in on anything that you find interesting, so long as Bubba finds you interesting enough to do it. We'll do that after this 30 seconds from California Almonds. A country versus country, you versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel, and almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are natural, energy-packed, stay-on-task, feel-good fuel to power you through. A handful of almonds have 6 grams of plant-based protein, also an excellent source of vitamin E and magnesium. Can't get any easier to fuel good so you can feel good. So whether you're podium topping or printing at home, almonds are natural fuel for the best you. California almonds own your every day, every day. And with that, Bubba, I turn it over to you and your extraordinary skills of selection. You have gone through all of the calls and picked out only the very best ones, who was first up with us here on ESPN Radio. We're going to start with AJ. All right, AJ, what's on your mind? Hey, Greeny. So this is going along with the unapologetically petty. Yeah. I think Carson Wentz was being very petty when he got traded to Indy and he immediately changed his jersey number to Jalen Hurts' jersey number. I think he was taking a shot at Jalen, and he's not sorry about it. Oh, I like it. I'm looking over at Hembo here, who is my Eagles fan. I hadn't even heard that. Is, is that. Was that a thing? Was that something people were talking about? He changed his number from 12. No, I knew he changed his two, number. Yes, but I had not heard anyone uh, mention the idea that it might be because of Jalen Hurts. Me neither. That's fun. That's an interesting I one. I like that. Is there bad blood there? I mean, uh, he got benched for Hurts, and that obviously is never fun, and he handled it terribly. I mean, just horrendously. I've not heard anything bad about their relationship personally, but I would imagine that the way the organization did so, he's using Jalen Hurts as maybe his patsy. I tell you what, I don't know if it's real or not, but I like it. I love the take. That's exactly what we're looking for. Greeny on ESPN Radio. What's on your mind as we continue? Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Gino. All right, Gino, what's on your mind? Hi, Mike. Uh, Just before I get to my hot take, R was the symbol for Thursday when I was in college. Thank you. Computer. Thank you. Thank you, Gino. All right, see you later, Gino. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the Stanley Cup is the hardest championship to win. Because you have to win 16 games with the possibility of playing 28 games. That's like playing more than a third of a season. What do you think? Did, did, I'm having a hard time hearing him. Did you say the Stanley Cup is the hardest championship to win? Yes, he said so because you have to win X number of games, and that's X percent of the regular yeah, season. Yeah, I think that's, that's right. Why. I think that's right. I, I have no issue with that. Um, you know, People over the years have pointed out to me repeatedly that I don't talk as much hockey as I do other sports, and the reason is because I just don't know it as intimately as I do. I didn't grow up following it as closely as I did basketball and football and baseball, but... I certainly love it and admire it and appreciate it. And I will tell you, the little bit of hockey that I covered in my career, those are the toughest guys in sports. Football players are tough. They're no tougher than the hockey guys. Hockey guys are as tough as anybody you want to come across. You want to tell me you think that's the toughest championship in sports to win? You will get no argument from me. None. I will not fight that at all. I will also add, no place on planet Earth smells worse than a hockey locker room after a game. (laughs) 
You ever walk by a hockey locker room or into a hockey locker room after a game? The smell hits you in the hallway. It's a ter- It's a unique and terrible smell. It's like what? Like a like a rancid sock. They're like just what? yes. They're wearing so much stuff and they sweat so much <laughs> into it. Um, it smells as bad as any, certainly as any locker room I've ever been in. What's on your mind is brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. Bubba, who's next? We've got Val in the Bronx. Val in the Bronx. What's on your mind? Good morning, gentlemen. Greeny, yo, much respect, brother. I've followed you since going back to the days when you were on TV with Mr. Golick, and Thank I used you. to listen to you on my way into work, and it brought me much pleasure. Thank you. I, my, tomorrow is my birthday, so I feel honored. Like, I got an early birthday gift actually getting online with you today to be on the show. Well, um, the honor is ours. Thank you very said. much. Happy birthday. What What is on your mind today? Um, I, I love the guys, Bubba Hembo. Bubba, you got all the jobs in the world. I don't know how you, as, as young as you are, you've managed to do all the things that you've done in your life. But, Mr. Hembo, I got an issue with what you said. Because I don't think, I'm one of those people that, that talks about the things that Giannis doesn't do. But I think the perspective that I come from is a little bit different than the reason you think that it happens. Because personally, I think if Giannis was able to make his game a little bit more all-round. If he had the the, the three-point shot and if he was a little bit more decisive in his mid-range game, there would be absolutely nothing. The things that make it difficult for the Bucks to get ahead, for them, like all the, the obstacles they hit, I think 90% of them get knocked down because a lot of people forget that in sport, any sport you play, balance is the most important thing. Defense can dictate what you do. But if you can do everything, there's nothing they can do to stop you. And too many times with Giannis, there have been opportunities when they can take something away from him and it, and he stumbles a little bit. And personally, I think he would be such a phenom, phenom, dominant talent if he was able to do other things in the game. Thank well, you so much for taking my call. Val, hold on one second. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me respond to that with a question. How good do you think Luka Doncic is? Like how, how spectacular is he? Yeah, and 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 how, how good is he? How good is he on defense? That that is a problem. So how come no one ever talks about it? See, that's the point. No one ever points out that Luca can't play defense, but we point out repeatedly and endlessly the things Giannis can't do. But defense is actually half the game, and he doesn't do any of it, literally any of it. And I'm not knocking him. I don't care one way or the other. We that, we seem to discount that for the great offensive players all the time. Giannis is such a difference maker defensively that, I mean, how many games does he win with his defense? That, that's the point that, and, and, and Val, a happy birthday to you, and thank you very much for the call. But that, Hembo, I think is, is what we're saying here. He brings so many things to the party that so many others do not. We harp more on his shortcomings than we do on those of most people, maybe because they're more obvious. Sure. They're just more glaring. It's, it's easy to see when the fans are counting from you know, 0 to 12 and he's missing free throws. Like, <laughs> right. That's a big pronounced thing. Whereas when Luka Doncic allows you know, a point guard to drive by him for a layup, we don't care so much. It's, just, it's always curious to me what we, what we choose to care about, what we choose not to care about. If Giannis had, had a refined mid-range game and was an awesome jump shooter, he would be the best player of all time the, because it's the only thing he can't do. He can do more things than any player in the NBA can do. Yeah, and, and there are not too many superstars who impact the game as much as he does defensively. And that does matter. I mean, you, it's not always easy to see, but it unquestionably matters. Anyway, it's a great call. Val, thank you very much 
for the call. What's on your mind with us, Greeny, here on ESPN Radio? Bubba, who's next? Let's go to JR. JR, what's on your mind? Um, Greeny, love the show. I think you need to come up with a new segment on Mondays called Moronic Mondays, and the <laughs> first winner is AJ. Carson Wentz did not change his number to number two for a shot at Jalen Hurts. Michael Pittman has his number in Indianapolis. Right. He went to number two because he wore it in high school. So, AJ, congratulations. First winner of the Moronic oh, Monday. Right. I like it. I like it. All right. Okay. You know, wow. it only took us 11 months, but the listeners have finally turned on each other. That was my goal here. <laughs> I I feel like there's too much politeness and everyone is too friendly with each other Moronic in the world Monday. today. Moronic Monday, make an open. Bubba, I want an open. ASAP for next week. I want Moronic <laughs> Monday. It's what's on your mind brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. I like that one a lot. Bubba, who's next? We got Wes. All right, Wes. Uh what is on your mind, Wes? I want to know uh if you think uh, Matt Nagy will have a job after this year, what he has to do to keep it. Look, that is the $64 trillion question. Here's my concern is that when you are trying, when you are, when you trade up to draft a quarterback in the first round, the way the bears did with Justin Fields, you are now walking a very fine line between trying to win games immediately and trying to develop the quarterback for the future and the truth is that is a a playoff team from a year ago and it's going to get even further complicated but if if Aaron Rodgers really doesn't play because all of a sudden like they're probably the favorite in the division them in Minnesota Mm -hmm. right I mean they were better than the Vikings last year I think most people generally think the Vikings are better than the Bears but but that's not right I mean it hasn't it wasn't proved on the field last year So if you're a Bears fan right now, and I'm married to one, and I'm very close to a trillion others, then I think you've got to be thinking, yeah, I'd love to win some games this year, but the most important thing is to make sure Justin Fields is developed at the appropriate pace, whatever the appropriate pace is for him. We try and put every quarterback into a box. They need to sit. They need to watch. They need to sit one year, two years, two weeks, three weeks. The, 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 uh, The reality is there's no one answer. All of them are different. All these quarterbacks are different. Some of them need no time. Some of them need more time. Some, whatever the appropriate pace is to bring him along, that's what they should do. And I don't want that com- complicated or compromised in any way by the job status of the coach. And I'm very concerned it's going to be. Because if they start Dalton at the beginning of the season because Fields isn't ready. Now, I'm not saying that's what I'm hearing or anything. But if that's the reality, and now four weeks into the season, they're one and three, and the worst case scenario is happening, which is Rodgers isn't even playing, but Minnesota is four and oh, I'm just making up a scenario here. I think that the, 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 the cries for Nagy's job will be loud and immediate, and the best way to try and quiet that is to throw the rookie out there and get people thinking about something different. So that's my concern. So I know that wasn't, Wes, the direct answer to your question. Do I think he'll have a job? It'll be based upon what happens this season. And that's the problem. Having your coach be a lame duck in any circumstance is probably not a good idea. When you have made the aggressive all-in move for the quarterback the way they did, I think it becomes even more dangerous. 
All right, outstanding calls today. Thank you, everybody, for calling. One more. All right, Bubba, Bubba has one more. This one is going to be outstanding. Bubba, who is it? We got Brian. All right, Brian, what's on your mind? Hey, Greeny, uh, love you, love your shows, been listening for 20 years. Thank you. I often agree with you, and I sometimes disagree with you. And, uh, in fact, I kind of liked it uh, when Goa used to say you were an idiot. But uh, <laughs> that being said, i just say that uh, your point that nothing good happens at rest stops, uh, I totally disagree with. Hmm. I don't know what happens in New Jersey on the turnpike, but uh, in South Carolina on I-95, uh, we have some lovely rest stops with um, picnic tables, uh, places to walk your dog. And I met my future wife uh, while walking a dog uh, a number of years ago, uh, a very romantic encounter, not one you uh, might think of, but just a, a chance meeting that we ended up falling in love and getting married. No way. Well, that's my new favorite call oh of the day. Way to go. <laughs> so you met your wife walking a dog at a rest stop in South Carolina. Was she too walking a dog? Oh yeah, of course. So, so the two of you, her, you uh, you're both driving. Ahead. You want to get? I'm, I'm trying yep. to set the stage. You each want to give your own yep. separate dogs a chance to relieve themselves. As you're, you know, right. it's, it's the right thing to do. Now you're out there, and and you, you know, you catch her eye. She catches your eye. And the next thing you know, here we are. Right. She's walking her beagle. I'm walking my lab, and uh, I just say, "Oh, I love beagles," and. She says, oh, I love labs, and we just start talking, and, uh, you know, that was it. Kismet. It was meant to be. How long have you been married? Uh, 25 years. Oh, my goodness. God bless you. That's a great story. A Thank call. you for calling. Call. I love that call. That was outstanding. Thank you very much. You couldn't wrap up the calls in, in a better way, and it actually leads us directly to where I wanted to go next anyway, because, and I want to make sure everyone is aware of why we started that. For those of you who were not listening an hour ago, you may be thinking, why is this guy saying things about rest stops? And I will explain to you exactly why. Because earlier this morning, I heard a promo that was being done by Dave Rothenberg, who hosts mornings on ESPN Radio New York, in which he was saying he would like to have a rest stop on the New Jersey Turnpike named after him. Now, rest stop, the New Jersey Turnpike has a lot of very famous people that they've named their rest stops after most of the rest of the country i've not noticed they have names like i don't think most rest stops have is this unique to the new jersey turnpike it it must be i just went out to ohio back and forth last week went by 15 of them and i didn't notice one named after i don't think that they do that everywhere i haven't done a lot of cross-country driving in my life so it's, it's certainly possible that i haven't seen it but in New Jersey, they name on the New Jersey Turnpike, they name the rest stops after people and they're named after a who's who of American history. Right. I mean, Vince Lombardi is like the least significant person. We have Grover Cleveland. We have Woodrow Wilson. We have Alexander Hamilton. We have Molly Pitcher, among others. It is a who's who's list. For sure. So what I said, because of my general feelings about germs, et cetera, I do not I would not want a rest stop named after me like I just. That's a place with which I have a very negative association, like even Wes. And I'm delighted that he met and married his wife because they both stopped at a rest stop. But at the end of the day, they were both there because they and or their dogs had to use the bathroom. <laughs> right. I mean, that's 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 right. how you met. And, and uh, that's good for you guys. But but my point is, I don't want people saying, oh, I'm going to pull over at the greenie because I need to. You know, I don't I don't like that. I'd rather have anything else named after me. Uh, and so I put the poll question up, and I had it close in this hour, so let's see where the final voting went. You tell me, Hembo, the, the, the options I put up there are, which of these would you most like to have named in your honor, 
An airport, a restaurant dish, a mountain, or a rest area? What do you think got the most votes? I, th- I think the mountain got the most votes because I think Bubba's pitch was, was, very, was very intelligent. Bubba very is coherent. the one who brought the mountain to the conversation, mm-hmm. and indeed it is correct. Okay. 42% say they'd like to have a mountain named after them. 29% say an airport. 24% a restaurant dish. Only 5% say a rest area. <laughs> <laughs> and those five people are just trying to be funny. Just Sean and his wife, I, I think. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> because if you're Bubba, – Bubba, I mean, that was a very good call on your part. I, I, I think that having a restaurant dish, of these, the only one I have is a restaurant dish named in my honor, and I like it because it's a place I go often, and it's a place that people I know go often, so I know everyone sees it, and that makes me feel good. But, Bubba, you are the winner today. You chose the mountain, and you know maybe someday we'll be climbing Mount Bubba. What do you think? Yeah, feeling great about that. I think the others would be cool. A restaurant dish would be great, but it's, it's just so localized. Correct. You know, the mountain is just... That's just for everyone. That, that's, <laughs> less localized. That's exactly right. It's much less and localized. For eternity. A mountain is much less localized than the tuna appetizer in my favorite restaurant. All right, this was fun and it was stupid. And we pride ourselves on being both of those things. And we will see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.